the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. That's right. Let's go. Hi, everybody. Another Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Another fantastic show for you tonight. A couple of craft beer guests that will be joining me this hour. The usual news and notes to get to. But first, how can you follow me? Very easy. Twitter at Al Gattulo. Instagram at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at Albert G at NYCRadio.com. And don't forget, iTunes, Google Play. Just do a search. For AG Craft Beer Cast, you can find all the shows on those two platforms. A little cars to kick it off, and let's go. And let's go. Let's get the band The Cars in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Nominated again, I think it's for the third time. It's a shame that this band is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They should be. But I, I always find that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a little uh, narcissistic. I think it's a little... Um, uh, a little too inside. You know, somebody needs to know somebody who needs to know somebody who needs to know somebody in order to get in. So uh, I do think it's a little fraudulent. Judas Priest, uh, first time they've been nominated into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And they also said, Judas Priest, very cool about this, that if they do get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they will reunite with K.K. Downing, who left the band a few years ago. Said he didn't want to tour anymore. He's getting old and just uh, didn't want to do the grind anymore. But Judas Priest has said... They would reunite with K.K. Downing uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when they do the show at Barclays Center uh, to perform. So I think that's kind of cool. So hopefully Judas Priest gets in. Hopefully the cars get in. I know you can vote. I think you can vote right now, I guess, for another uh, month or so, and then they make the announcement uh, in December. Now, our guests tonight on the Craft Beer Cast, co-owners and brewmasters Mike Sandor and Fred Mailer from Glenmere Brewing. They are located in Florida, New York, probably just about an hour outside of New York City, uh, up the thruway. Uh, that happens about 20 minutes or so from now, coming up at the bottom of the hour. So there are our guests for the evening, and we've got a lot of news and notes to get to. And in our second segment of the program, uh, I'm going to focus a lot on New Jersey and uh, some changes that may or may not be coming uh, during this election cycle. And I hate to talk politics on this show. This is not a political show. But it seems that some misguidedness... Uh, from a number of state representatives, both in the Senate and the Assembly uh, in New Jersey, are going to vote or not vote, let's say, on some laws that are trying to be changed in the state of New Jersey that are going to affect you, the beer consumer, uh, in the near future. And if that happens, that would really be, I don't want to say a death blow to the state, it certainly wouldn't, but it would make newer breweries that are trying to open much more difficult to operate in the state of New Jersey. And once again, when the state of New Jersey takes one step forward, they take two steps backwards. Archaic, old, it's ridiculous. It needs to stop. But I'm going to get off the soapbox for a minute. We will get into it in our next segment. 
Um, and uh, it'll be, I, I hope that you will heed the call to action, let's just say. All right? We've got an election coming up uh, at, next month, and I hope that you go out and vote, no matter which way you vote. I don't care if you vote Democrat or Republican. doesn't matter to me. But as long as you exercise your right to vote, that's where you make your change. That's real change in this country. So let's get into some news and notes. Now, uh, the Great American Beer Festival, we'll talk about the Jersey uh, breweries that actually meddled uh, at the Great American Beer Festival. We'll get to that in our next segment. But uh, each year during the Great American Beer Festival in Denver, Boston Beer Company, folks from Sam Adams, um, invites members of the media to be among the first to taste its new focus items. Their latest one is a 4.7% ABV lager called Sam 76. It's brewed with Kraft's most, uh, what Brewbound is calling, In Vogue Hops, Cascade, Citra, Mosaic, Simcoe, and Galaxy, fermented with both lager and ale yeast strains. Jim Cook says the result is a beer that has a character and a hoppy aroma or an ale uh, and has the crisp, clean, uh, clean, excuse me, clean, crisp finish of a lager. And to him, to Jim Cook, it's a it's a crushable craft beer. It's not dumbed down from anything else. It is a big, flavorful beer. Uh, Sam 76, a balanced, drinkable offering that blends a slight fruitiness of an ale with the smoothness uh, of a lager. It'll debut nationwide in early 2018. Six packs will sell for a suggested retail price between $8.99 and $9.99. Brand will also be sold in 12 packs for as much as uh, 18 bucks, and in single-serve 16-ounce cans for as low as $2. The beer will be available to draft accounts uh, by April, though technically it's labeled as a lager. The new brew drinks a lot like an ale. And this, according to Brewbound, will look to emulate some of the success that Firestone Walker's 805 Blondale has experienced this year. Sales of that beer also checks in at a 4.7% ABV, has now ranked as a top 15 craft brand, and they're up 24% year-to-date in grocery stores. So Sam looking to uh, capture on, uh, Samuel Adams looking to capture on what a lot of breweries are doing, uh, more uh, of a, sessional ty- a sessionable-type beer uh, that you can drink a few of them and not feel like you've... Uh, you know, you're really you're, that you're really drinking too much beer. So it'll be interesting. I'm uh, looking forward to trying this uh, first quarter of the new year. Uh, hopefully, it, it succeeds. I think uh, Samuel Adams has des- definitely missed the boat when it comes to IPAs. I've said this before. Um, their Rebel Raw is probably the only one that is cons- that was consistently good over the last two years, juicy and and delicious. The rest of them are kind of left to be decided. Uh, this will be interesting if this lager uh, will uh, will pick up steam and a uh, boost. Samuel Adams Businesses. Uh, Heavy Seas Beer, uh, brewing in Baltimore since 1995, is named Sarah West as the Director of Marketing and Hospitality. That was effective a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she has 13 years of professional marketing experience in the wine and spirits industry. Uh, she has relocated to Baltimore, and as uh, Heavy Seas continues uh, to uh, you know, fur- further expand their operations. So welcome, Sarah, to Heavy Seas, and the good folks at Heavy Seas uh, does a lot for me in this show, and uh, sending me beer, so I'd like to give them some love right back. Founders has released their fifth uh, uh, Barrel Age series, their uh, Bourbon Barrel, uh, Scotch Ale, their uh, Backwards Bastard. That debuted back in 2005, and then starting in 2007, Backwards Bastard was also the first beer founders matured in the former Gypsy Mine Caves that now house more than 7,000 barrels of this experimental range. Obviously, it got a perfect score on rape beer. Uh, this is... Uh, you know, it's a, again, it's a Scotch Ale, it's a barrel type of beer, and this is the fifth annual release of the 2017 Barrel Age series. They uh, proceeded by Fruitwood, KBS Doom, and DKML. Uh, let us see. It is already out uh, in uh, Founders 46 State Distribution Area. 
is available in the tap room as well, and it sells for a four-pack for $14.99, 12-ounce bottles, uh, let's see, and then $11.99 for a 750-milliliter bottle. And, of course, you can go to uh, founders.com uh, to find out where it is uh, near you. And uh, our good friend Peter Kulos from uh, Jersey Bites, he, uh, he wanted to do a little October thing in terms of October beers, different Jersey beers. And I thought this was a cool article. So he talks about different um, beers that kind of have that ghostly or spooky uh, style to it. So he starts off with uh, Cape May, which is uh, one of the most ghost-infested infe- places in the state, if you believe in such things. Cape May Brewing's Devil Reach. Uh, a Belgian golden ale. Uh, you can check them out. And he says, the beautiful Belgian yeast will haunt a cheese plate like the ghost of Sarah Davis at the Hotel McComer in Collingswood. Devil's Creek Brewing in Collingswood. Uh, w- uh, in, excuse me, at the Hotel McComer. I, I have this a uh, little out of this. That's in Cape May. In Collingswood, Devil Creek, uh, Devil's Creek Brewing. Uh, the obvious choice to continue the ghosts here, he says, is the ominously named Blood and Bloom. An imbrued IPA infused with blood orange and his and hibiscus. Uh, then he uh, says Cane Brewing in Ocean Township, a night to end all dawns. That is a really good beer, by the way. Uh, 12.4% ABV uh, barrel-aged stout. In Middlesex, he says try Demented Brewing, if you're looking for ghosts. Uh, in Middlesex, Gallows Hill New England style IPA, that's a 7% ABV. Uh, let's see, what else? Fiend, an ironically named 3.6% ABV English Mild. Packs of coffee kick. I'm starting to like English Milds a lot. They're really good. If you like a beer with a very low ABV uh, but easily drinkable uh, that looks like a stout, try try those uh, English Mild Ales. They're good stuff. Then there's uh, Wrath, an 11% ABV bourbon barrel stout uh, that, as he says, Peter does, will surely have you seen ghosts like the ones uh, reported at the nearby Donellan Hotel. And then finally in Jersey City, last but not least, Departed Souls. Uh, pumpkin beers, Ghost of Pumpkins Past, a sessionable gluten-free amber ale, for those of you who are trying to watch the, the gluten and the celiac disease, uh, that features cinnamon, clove, ginger, and nutmeg. Sounds very cool. So thank you, Peter, for that. Appreciate that. The article, uh, I've tweeted it out. We'll try and get it up on the Facebook page as well. And then I thought uh, two real quick stories before we take a break here. Apparently, a Virginia man has uh, and his wife has won the North American Wife Carrying Championship in Maine. The annual contest requires husbands to carry their wives on their backs or shoulders as they trek through an obstacle course. The course includes log hurdles and a mud pit called the Widowmaker, since many co- uh, competitors get weeded out at that point. Jake and Kirsten Barney from Lexington, Virginia, won the competition. Their prize? 12 cases of beer. We don't know what beer. Hopefully it was a craft beer. And a $630 cash prize because they give you a prize. I think it's five times the weight of the woman that they're carrying. And they now qualify for the World World Wife Carrying Championship in Finland. So congratulations to them. Hopefully uh, it was a craft beer. Last piece to get to before we take a break here. Dogfish Head is, uh, if you're a fan of Dogfish Head and you love their uh, tap handles, the tables that they had at their old brewery, and things like that, you can actually bid on a silent auction throughout the month of October at the Rehoboth Beach Fire Department on Rehoboth Avenue uh, in Delaware. Uh, Let's see, the tap handles and other items on display at the fire department from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Saturdays and Sundays, and you can can bid on those items uh, if you'd like, the tap handles, the tables, and some other stuff uh, from the old brew pub. All proceeds raised from the Dogfish Silent Auction will benefit the local... Rehoboth Beach Volunteer 
Fire Department. And for a complete list of items available, go to dogfish.com slash blog, and you can check it out there. I think that's pretty cool. If you are a fan of the brewery, you might like that as well. But you have to go down to the firehouse in order to bid on those items. Now, when we come back after a short break, a discussion I started last week on the future of New Jersey beer and what the politicians might be doing to prevent you, the consumer, from enjoying great local fresh beer. Folks, just getting started on this program, and it focuses on that delicious beverage made with barley and hops. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Mike Gallagher doesn't understand why we need to label the Las Vegas shooter. Now, evidently, there's a huge debate raging in some quarters over why we're not calling the killer a terrorist. Of course this is terrorism. He's a domestic terrorist. So what? What do you think that does? It just fascinates me why that becomes uh, an important issue to people. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10, right before Dennis Prager at 1 on AM 970. The Answer. As you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with reclaimed wood beams and flooring. Once inside, your experience truly begins. Now, each room has its own unique, comfortable feel, starting with the Morris Canal-inspired bar open until 3 a.m. nightly. That was awesome. What a beautiful bar. To the colonial-era dining rooms lined with historical oil paintings. Each twist and turn tells a story, and they encourage you to walk around the restaurant. You will not be disappointed. Whether you select the old smoky brisket sausage sandwich or the butternut squash risotto, you can't go wrong. Pair any meal with any of the 18 craft beers on draft or choose from the wine list with a special focus on small farm wineries or try a tasty seasonal craft cocktail. The Barrow House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, quickly becoming a destination dining and bar experience not to be forgotten, very easy to get to right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrowhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrow House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. Amazing to realize, but you know, it's been almost two years I've been talking with you about Relief Factor, and I can tell you I've been continually inundated with testimonials. If you're struggling with ongoing back or neck pain, shoulder, hip, or knee pain, or general muscle pain, pains of any kind, do what tens of thousands of others have done so successfully. Go to relieffactor.com and order their three-week quick start for just $19.95. 1-800-500-8384. Imagine Dragons live in concert. The Evolve World Tour with very special guests, Group Love and Kay Flay. Barclays Center, October 23rd. Get tickets now at LiveNation.com. The brand new album Evolve is available now. There's more at ImagineDragonsMusic.com. Do what it takes. The backyard's looking great, Rob. Thanks, man. I was planning on adding a deck, too. Know any good contractors? Why don't you just ask HomeAdvisor? Home what? HomeAdvisor.com. You just tell them about your project, and they match you with local pros that can do the job. Nice. How much does it cost? Oh, HomeAdvisor's totally free to use. Plus, you can read customer reviews, check pricing, and book appointments for free. What's the website again? HomeAdvisor.com. Or just download the free HomeAdvisor app. HomeAdvisor. Breaking news and local news. Find it on our website, am970theanswer.com.
Welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast, and it's on AM 970 The Answer. Follow me on social media. Very easy. On Twitter, at Al Gattulo. Instagram, at Gattulo. That's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O. Facebook.com slash AG Craft Beer Cast. Via email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget iTunes and Google Play. You just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast. You can find all the shows on those two platforms. First, you know, a little Sammy Hagar. There's only one way to rock to kick off this segment. Uh, before we get into stuff about New Jersey beers, a happy birthday to Sammy Hagar, who is 70 years old yesterday. Friday, on Friday the 13th, Sammy Hagar, or as he's known, Samuel Roy Hagar, the Red Rocker, turned 70 years old. Let me tell you something, folks. I've seen this guy many times over the years as a member of Van Halen, uh, although some people would call it Van Hagar. Uh, I saw him uh, solo. This guy with chicken foot, this guy can still bring it at 70 years old. Is his voice still the same? No. Obviously, when you get older, you know, your voice gets a little deeper. He can't hit the high notes as well. But let me tell you something. This guy can 100% still bring it. He doesn't tour as much. He does, you know, a limited tour, usually, uh, you know, stays on the West Coast. But if you have the opportunity to see this guy, he is awesome. Does some Montrose, does some solo stuff, does some Van Halen, does some Sammy Hagar and the Wabaritas, does some Chicken Foot. It's great. It's a party. It's a lot of fun. He's got a tremendous amount of energy. It's a quick show, maybe 90 minutes, if that. You know, 14, 15 songs. But it is an awesome time. I urge you, if you have not seen Sammy Hagar and he comes around, definitely go and see this guy. It is worth the price of admission. So there's our music lesson for the day, folks. A happy birthday, uh, plus one day, uh, to Sammy Hagar, 70 years old. Amazing. Now, I want to talk about some Jersey beers that meddled at the Great American Beer Festival last weekend in Denver. Uh, Spellbound Brewing in Mount Holly, Eight and Sand Beer Company in Woodbury, and River Horse Brewing in Ewing. Uh, the festival featured more than 2,000 breweries from across the country. Spellbound Brewing, the biggest winner from the competition in, in from New Jersey, representing New Jersey, their Porter Aged on Palo Santo Wood Beer won a gold medal award as the best beer in the Wood and Barrel Age category, which had 70 entries. In the Chili Beer category, Eight and Sand Beer Company's Bad Ombre Beer received a silver medal out of the 98 beers that were entered into the category. And for those wondering what a chili beer exactly, uh, you know, what it tastes like, it's exactly what it sounds like. The beer is infused with chiles and ideally adds a spicy heat or smokiness. Uh, to a beer. And there are sometimes when the heat is way overpowering. Ballast Point did that with their habanero sculpin, which I don't think was necessarily a chili beer, but again, it can get uh, overpowering heat-wise. Out of 77 entries, River Horse Brewing took home a bronze medal in the Belgian-style triple category for their triple horse beer. So congratulations to Spellbound Brewing, Eight and Sand Beer Company, and River Horse Brewing uh, for meddling at the Great American Beer Festival. So last week on the program, we had uh, talked about, uh, very briefly, but uh, I really want to get into this more here in this segment, about how uh, there are laws that are currently on the books in New Jersey for breweries. Some of them are archaic, and some in the New Jersey state legislature are trying to get those laws changed. One of them, the biggest one, is, uh, I don't know if necessarily the biggest one, but the the, the big one for people is the fact that um, they want to get rid of the tour that you have to take when you go to a New Jersey brewery, which I think is a good idea. Most of the time, the tours are literally 10 seconds. Here's where we brew. Here's where the hops go in. Here's where this goes in. 
okay, now it's time to drink. It's it's really ridiculous. Come in, be able to drink. If you want to sell, take a tour, that's the you know you should be able to be able to take a self tour. I think what the Cape May Brewing what they do is which is really cool. When you walk into the facility, you take a self guided tour before you get into the uh, into the actual tap room where you can drink the beer. So you've taken the tour as you're walking in, and then boom, you uh, you you start you know you order your uh, your beers in the tap room and you start drinking. But most places can't do that because they're not configured that way. So. Uh, Again, I think it's a law that needs to be taken off the books. Uh, the other thing is, is in exchange for that, I think the the, the, the brewers that have tap rooms want to be able to uh, serve a little bit of food. Nothing crazy, not a full menu, light fare. You know, I know a lot of them give out pretzels and stuff or whatever, but I think they want to be able to up it just a little bit. Maybe some nachos in a microwave or something or whatever. This is not taking away from the restaurant business. However, the restaurant business thinks this is taking away from their business, which is so misguided. So apparently, uh, from from what I'm hearing, the restaurant industry, the unions, are paying these weenies, uh, you know, to to vote against these laws because they think that it's distra- dis- you know distracting from their business or detracting from their business. I should say, it's ridiculous. If I like a beer at say Wet Ticket, and I'm hungry and I want to go get something to eat, and I don't want to just order in takeout. Um, you know, and sit at the bar and, and sit at the, uh, at the, in the tap room and eat the food. I want to go to a restaurant. Maybe I want to walk down the block to Nancy's Townhouse Pizza. Maybe I want to go to, go to Cubano because I'm in the mood for Cuban food. I want to go to Meatballs and Brews because I want a meatball sandwich. Uh, maybe I want chicken. Maybe I want a burger, okay? But I don't want to bring it back into the tap room. I want to go sit in a restaurant. And I know that those restaurants are serving wet ticket beer. I'm more apt to go there because they're serving local beer. Local fresh beer, by the way, not the same old crud that's sitting on their taps. Why is that detracting from your business? You're going to make money off of me. It's ridiculous. I find it it so misguided and short-sighted from these people in the restaurant industry that are trying to prevent these laws from being passed. And let me tell you something. For those of you in the in the state legislature of legislature in New Jersey, whether you're an assemblyman or a senator, and you're taking money from these people and you're going to vote against this bill, you're wrong. And you know what? You're going to end up getting voted out of office. That's how you make change in this country. You want to get rid of these people? You vote them out of office. They they don't seem to understand we are losing jobs in New Jersey constantly. Small business is leaving New Jersey. We want to keep small business. Why you would want to prevent small business? From thriving in the state of New Jersey is beyond me. Now, the New Jersey Brewers Association does have an event. It's scheduled for their political action committee on Tuesday, October 24th from 6 to 8 p.m. at Forgotten Boardwalk Brewing. All the proceeds benefit the cause for better laws for New Jersey breweries. At the event, they'll be releasing the list of pro-brewery legislatures and candidates in New Jersey who they hope all of the craft beer fans will support. The list consists of both Democrats and Republicans and is based off their voting record, supportive legislation, and commitments they have made to the industry. Supporters have the ability to donate to the cause using a ticket link if they cannot attend the event. If you go to njbeer.ticketleap.com, you can buy a ticket, go to a Forgotten Boardwalk. You can enjoy some beers there as well, learn about what's going on. But if you can't make it and you want to donate to the cause, the, the same uh, ticket link will apply to that, Beer. Ticketleap.com. Now, Jason Carty, the executive director of the New Jersey Brewers Association, uh, sent out a public statement, uh, sent it to me. 
And the public statement is the New Jersey Brewers Association is proud to support legislatures, legislators excuse me, who recognize the value of the brewing industry in our state. Breweries across the state are creating jobs, contributing to economic development, and generating tourism. Despite oppressive and archaic laws in our state, local breweries are helping grow the economy in New Jersey. We thank the legislators and candidates that continue to support us, and we hope the craft beer community will support them at the polls on November 7th. So we'll get that list uh, very soon, and we'll get it out to you uh, in the next couple of weeks and let you know, if you live in the state of New Jersey, uh, who is and who isn't, uh, who is for the, the, legisla- the legislation that's up and who is not for that legislation, and then you can vote accordingly. Now, these are statistics from December uh, from September of 2016. Uh, the from uh, the economic numbers at the time of November of uh, September of 2016, there were 68 craft breweries in New Jersey. 43 uh, were in planning or expected to open in the next two years. That's uh, on top of the 68. It's about 70, close to 80 now in the state. 24 ranking of New Jersey among all the states in total breweries per capita. 9,500 jobs provided by the craft beer industry in New Jersey. That was as of last year, last September. That's probably a little bit more than that uh, now. 4,500,000 pounds of spent brewer's grain recycled annually to New Jersey farmers for high-quality animal feed. 19,825,616 pints of beer brewed by New Jersey craft brewers in 2015. $1,236,000, an economic impact of craft beer in New Jersey. Listen to that. $1,236,000. That was as of last September in New Jersey, just on craft beer. And... Um, and 25 medals won by New Jersey craft breweries at the Great American Beer Festival. If you don't think that these breweries are helping the economy of the state of New Jersey, you are out of your mind. We need to loosen the laws up and allow these businesses to thrive. New York has done it. Governor Cuomo has done it. There are over 400 breweries in New York State, and they are thriving. And I don't hear negative words from anybody in New York State. It's, it's, all, it's all about how New York State has helped to accommodate them. New Jersey. Let's not screw this up. This is not hurting the restaurant business. It should be enhancing the restaurant business. They should be embracing these breweries to put fresh local beer in their restaurants. Enough said. When we come back after a short break, co-owners and brewmasters Mike Sander and Fred Mailer from Glenmere Brewing join me. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. News, opinion, passion. This is AM 970, The Answer. It's mostly cloudy, 66 degrees. What's going on? We have the answer. The Port Authority planning on conducting a full-scale emergency exercise on the George Washington Bridge this weekend. Drivers can expect the lower level of the bridge to be closed from 11 tonight until late tomorrow morning. The Port Authority cautions that emergency vehicles and simulated smoke will be on or near the bridge during the drill. Officials say this is not the first controversy for the police officers suspended following an altercation at a high school in New Jersey. Orange Police Director Todd Warren says Officer Hannafin Davis flashed his gun while breaking up a crowd 45 days ago, prompting an investigation. Hundreds of Orange High School students walked out of class yesterday to protest the apparently rough way Davis handled two female students. The incident caught on video. A bus driver faces charges after being accused of leaving an autistic child alone on a school bus for hours. Prosecutors say 60-year-old Hardy Senna left the nine-year-old boy aboard the bus for four hours Thursday morning. Senna was supposed to have dropped the child off at school in Piscataway. When he returned to the bus and discovered the boy, he allegedly drove him home without telling the child's parents. In sports, the Yankees now trail the Astros two games to none in the American League Championship Series. After today's 2-1 loss to the Astros in Houston, 
And in National Hockey League action, it's the Rangers won the Devils nothing. They are in the second period. Time to check the traffic on the George Washington Bridge. 10 to 15 minute delays on the inbound upper and lower levels. Lincoln Tunnel looking good either way. 15 both ways at the Holland Tunnel. The Midtown Tunnel with a 40 minute delay. The Manhattan bound north tube is closed for construction till 5.30 Monday morning. You now know how not to go. Now the weather forecast for tonight. Cloudy, light rain or drizzle, low 65. Sunday, cloudy, breezy, chance of a few showers, high near 80. Sunday night, a few evening showers, then mostly cloudy, low 60. Monday, sunny and cooler, high 65 degrees. And the forecast for Tuesday, mostly sunny, high temperature of 60 degrees. I'm Dave Banning on AM 970, The Answer. You know, I've been talking about Cowan's Public for the last few weeks, and it may have been born in 2015, but its historic roots stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, opened its doors just after the repeal of Prohibition. The main room, when you walk in, it's got a curved Art Deco bar, custom stained glass, roaring fireplace, and plenty of places to sit. Cowan's Public has 16 rotating craft beers on draft for all tastes, and they use local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Let me tell you something. They have a great craft beer selection there. If you want great craft beer, Cowan's Public is the place to go to. Now, try their fried chicken and waffle sandwich or perhaps their wild mushroom taco. Both are winners. Cowan's Public, they focus on seasonal specialty cocktails with premium ingredients, house-made syrups, and fresh-squeezed juices. If you're looking for something really unique, I'm telling you, Cowan's Public offers a barrel-aged cocktail program featuring five cocktails that have been aged in different spirit barrels, taking on the flavors of the wood and the spirit that was previously held in the barrel. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrel House Bar and Restaurant. Two-time Academy Award winner Denzel Washington returns to Broadway for 14 weeks only. In Eugene O'Neill's The Iceman Cometh. Previews begin March 22nd. Tickets available at telecharge.com. I'm Jay Farner from Quicken Loans. Choosing the right mortgage lender involves much more than just a rate. Quicken Loans has earned 11 J.D. Power Awards for client satisfaction. And we invented Rocket Mortgage, a simpler, hassle-free way to get a mortgage completely online. No one else has anything like it. So choose Quicken Loans, America's number one online lender. Call Quicken Loans today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 800-QUICKEN. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3030. It's Dennis Prager at 1, Michael Medved at 3, weekdays on AM 970. The Answer. All right, welcome back to the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, you can follow me on Twitter at Algatulo, Instagram at Gatulo, that's G-A-T-T-U-L-L-O, uh, Facebook.com, of course, slash AG Craft Beer Cast, and of course via email, Albert G at NYCRadio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes, just do a search for AG Craft Beer Cast, and you can listen to and download all of the craft beer casts from one of those two platforms. My guests on the cast, they are the co-founders of a brewery that has been up and running for a couple of years now out of Florida, New York, in Orange County, about an hour outside of New York City. GlenmereBrewingCo.com is the website for more info. Again, GlenmereBrewingCo.com. That's the website for more information. Let me welcome in Mike Sandor and Fred Mailer to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, gentlemen, welcome. How you doing? We're doing Thank you for having us out. Uh, anytime, anytime. Guys, how did Glenmere Brewing get its start? Well, uh, 
Legendary Brewing Company, uh, close to, I want to say, 12 years ago. Um, we had both gotten kits off of uh, eBay. At least I got a kit off of eBay, and we, we started brewing. And Mike at the time was living in Brooklyn. I was up here in Orange County. And we just kind of uh, started brewing, going in competitions uh, with each other, and then started entering in competitions locally. And, and, um, and Fred, now why, and what, I have to ask, why did you guys get kicked off of eBay? Why do we? Uh, why do we pick? Why do we pick a? a uh, why do we pick a off eBay? Well, right, right. Oh, we we started uh, the getting a homebrew kit off of eBay. Oh, I see, I see, I got you, I got back, you. Um, back years ago, that was that was like one of the one of the things. Uh, so we we had gotten um, gotten a kit, you know, started homebrewing uh, when Mike Mike had a family. Started he moved back up to Orange County. We uh, we moved. We moved the actual homebrew set up in his garage, and that's that's where we we were using the uh, Glenmere water source. And so that, and, Glen- and so that's how you decided on the name Glenmere because you were using the water from uh, from the area. Yeah, that is correct, Mike. Interesting, interesting. So we're talking with Mike Sander and Fred Mailer, the co-founders of Glenmere Brewing, uh, on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM nine seventy. The answer: GlenmereBrewingCo.com. That's the website for more information. Uh, and obviously the decision was, since you were you know, already living up there, Fred, and Mike, you're originally from the area, you decided uh, it was easier to, to put together the brewery in Florida, New York, than it would be to, to, to do it anywhere else. Is that correct? Yeah, well, we, we were living up here. Uh, house was changing. So we, when we started looking into opening a craft brewery, we kind of looked all over. And one of the big things was just trying to find a place that had a decent water source. Because up here in Orange County, a lot of your industrial areas are on well water and, uh, you know, septic systems. So it took us about a year to find a location that had, you know, municipal water, sewer, and then it lucked out that we actually found the same a place in the village of Florida, the same water that we've been brewing with for years, and uh, to make that transition a little easier. Nice. Now, so it kept it, it kept it all sort of in the family, if you were. Now, let's discuss the beers. And by the way... Thank you very much for dropping these growlers off to the studio. Much appreciated. Now, first up, your Wild Time Farmhouse. Uh, the ingredients in this are all locally sourced. Is that correct? Uh, all the, uh, the the Molson hops aren't. Uh, the honey is uh, from hives that are kept in uh, the Warwick Valley. Okay. And the hops are grown here in the Warwick Valley. Excellent, excellent. Now, I- I'm an IPA guy, but I love a good stout. Your Black Metal Bog, which won silver in this year's New York State Craft Beer Competition. Uh, what are the flavors uh, in this brew? Uh, you get some chocolate. Uh, it's very uh, uh, roast forward. Uh, it's an American IPA. Uh, I'm not sorry, an American stout. So we have uh, Centennial. We finished it with a lot of Centennial in the Whirlpool. And uh, so you get the chocolatey, the cocoa. There's a big roast body to it, but it's light and drinkable. Around eight percent. Nice. Now, you guys. Now, uh, um, most of. Uh, I mean, uh, part of the mission here that you guys want to do to brew beer. Obviously, you want to. You want to make money. That's part of the business. But you also want to use a lot of ingredients from in and around the area. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, that comes hand in hand. I mean, brewing has always been. You know, it's a, the connection between farmers and brewers, and you know, so it's nice. In this area, I mean, right here in Orange County, we have, uh, you know, guys growing malts. They're malting their own malt and stuff like that. So as that's picking up and stuff, it's nice. You can start incorporating those ingredients more and more. We're talking with Mike. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Please finish. 
No, no, I was just going to say the, the, the community actually appreciate, appreciates it as well. They, uh, they, they love having the local local malls and the local hops and actually use ingredients uh, from around the surrounding area. Now, and that's I'm, I want to get into that in just a second. We're talking with Mike Sander and Fred Mailer, co-founders of Glenmere Brewing. GlenmereBrewingCo.com is the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Uh, and speaking of the state of New York, we're having our own problems in New Jersey, uh, where I live, in terms of, of breweries and stuff in New York. Uh, it's much different, that, that much more expansive in New York over the last several years. And from my point of view, Governor Cuomo has been a big supporter of craft beer within the state. How has the state of New York been in terms of the process that you had to go through in order to get your licenses, et cetera? Was it a, was it a lengthy process? Was it an arduous process? Or, or was, did they make it, has it been made easier since Governor Cuomo has been in office? Yeah, so uh, it, it's gotten easier. When we first did it, um, you know, some of the things after we opened, uh, they got rid of some of the bond requirements. Whenever you call the state liquor authority and stuff like that for the New York state licensing, um, they're super helpful. They, they, they'll call you back up. They, they answer, uh, they return messages very promptly, and they'll, they'll guide you through anything you need on stuff like that. Um, I know the Brewers Association, New York State Brewers Association, has worked a lot with them mm-hmm. in getting things passed and moving along. So it's a very state-friendly for uh, breweries to open and stuff like that. And the town of Florida has been very helpful to you guys as well, correct? Yeah, the town was great. You know, something that they they wanted and welcomed, and you know that process as well was pretty uh, easy. All right, guys, I'm going to ask each of you, and we're talking with Mike Sander and Fred Mailer, co-founders of Glenmere Brewing. GlenmereBrewingCo.com, the website for more information on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer. So I'll ask you both first, Mike. I'm going to pose the question to you, and then Fred, uh, you as well. In your opinion, what is the biggest misconception about craft beer that people who don't drink craft have? I would say uh, the, the one off the top of my head would be uh, that dark means heavier. I mean, you have a lot of beers that, uh, and I love when you, you pour it for people and they're like, oh, it's your lightest beer. And I hand them a brown ale that's like, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty much black. Right. And they look at it and they're like, oh, you know, and then they drink it and it's like, okay, no, that's actually light. That's, uh, you know, okay, that would probably be like the one off the top of my head. All right. Fred? Um, I, I want to I agree with Mike. On that, as far as uh, the misconception of beer, you know, a lot of I'm just trying to a, a lot of you know consumers come in. They they might say, "Hey, IPA, you know, that means more alcohol or just, just different things in the in the industry." Um, it, I, I think it's all good um, as far as uh, the local breweries that we support and the people that support us. All right, all right, fair enough, fair enough. Now, you guys are self distributing your beers. Uh, is that correct? You don't have a distributor. You self distribute, correct? That's, that's correct. Okay. How has the response been so far throughout New York? Uh, New York State has been great. Uh, right now we are only able to uh, self-distribute in New York State, but uh, the response from the local restaurant um, has, has far exceeded uh, what we initially you know, anticipated when we uh, opened up the, the business. Okay. And uh, what, do you, what do you guys have on the horizon uh, with new releases coming up in the next few months? Uh, this week we'll be releasing our Wicked Witch with a um, that's a uh, foreign extra stout with uh, black raspberries, the same to kind of grow and dangerous uh, to the area, black caps. Um, we have a dark farmhouse that we're doing. And then we like to get into barrels, and you know we we kind of always rotate and change the beers. So excellent. And and any thoughts on uh, eventually canning your beers? 
Absolutely. You know, when those things, we focus on draft, we focus on the wholesale, right. uh, you know, the, with the draft accounts and stuff like that, try to build that. And we'll eventually get a, you know, either mobile canning. There's a lot of options now which weren't available, you know, five, you know, ten years ago. Right. That seems to be the new thing that people are canning right away because of these mobile canning things. So that's, uh, that's intriguing. It would be great to see that on the horizon from you guys if people can't get uh, to the brewery themselves. My guests have been Mike Sander and Fred Mailer. They're the co-founders of Glenmere Brewing. GlenmereBrewingCo.com is the website for more information. They're right in Florida, New York. Honestly, folks, if you're coming from New York City, it's about an hour's drive. If you're in northern New Jersey, it's not that far either. It's right over uh, off the, you know, just take the thruway up and uh, follow the signs to Florida, New York. They're open uh, a couple of days a week. But, again, go to the uh, website for more information, GlenmereBrewingCo.com. That's the website. Gentlemen, best of luck. Thanks so much for joining me on the Craft Beer Cast tonight. Very much appreciate it. Thank you, Al. When we come back, it's time for Suds and Duds. It's all after a short break on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. You know, as you walk up to the Barrow House in Clifton, New Jersey, you really feel like you're transported back in time by the reconstructed 19th century farmhouse design, complete with beautiful reclaimed wood beams and flooring. If the weather permits and it's a great night out, visit the outdoor porch area, complete with quaint rocking chairs, flickering gas lanterns hinting at a bygone era. Enjoy a seasonal cocktail or a casual dinner under the stars. The Barrow House satisfies groups of all sizes, always keeping that intimate feel. Now, if you've got a group dinner to plan, the Barrow House Root Cellar is a perfect stone line nook that showcases a carefully selected wine collection. If your group's larger, the traditional post and beam barn complete with retractable roof and belt-driven fans is the perfect setting. Whether it's the 18 craft beers on draft, my favorite part, the creative seasonal craft cocktails, or the scrumptious American farm fare, and trust me, it's delicious. Choose the Barrel House on Van Houten Avenue in Clifton, New Jersey, right off of Route 3. Visit thebarrelhouse.com. Return to a simpler time, the Barrel House. And when in Nutley, don't forget to visit Cowan's Public Art Deco Speakeasy. I just looked quickly to see who was texting me. I never text and drive. I was just changing my music. My, my eyes never left the road, I swear. He was just there. He came out of nowhere in the middle of the block. Is he going to be okay? Drivers and pedestrians see and be seen. The instant you stop paying attention could be the instant you'll always regret. A message from the Governor's Traffic Safety Committee and the New York State Departments of Health and Transportation. All right, final segment of the Al Gattulo Craft Beer Cast. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Al Gattulo, Instagram at Gattulo, G-A-T-T. U-double-L-O, Facebook.com slash A-G Craft Beer Cast. Email at albertg at nycradio.com. Don't forget, Google Play and iTunes. Just do a search for A-G Craft Beer Cast. You can download and listen to every single Craft Beer Cast and listen to it at your leisure. Now it's time for Suds and Duds, segment where I tell you all about the various craft beers that I've drank over the past week. Remember, it's a subjective list. It's based on one person's palate, and that would be your humble host here. So let's kick it off. A lot of, lot of great beers and a great, uh, I will tell you all about the, um, the Big Brew uh, the Beer Festival that I went to uh, in Morristown at the Armory uh, last weekend. But let's kick it off with a Mongo Double IPA by Port Brewing Company. Boy, these guys really do a great job. Nice bitterness in this one. Great flavor. I really enjoyed this one a lot. Um, bought it as a four-pack uh, over at a local liquor store by my house. Uh, just was looking for something different, and uh, the guys from Port Brewing uh, do a consistently good job 
uh, with their IPAs. Uh, so uh, great stuff from them. If you get a chance to see it, uh, you should definitely pick it up if you're into IPAs. Then from uh, the good folks at Sam Adams, they had sent me a couple of bottles of their Oktoberfest. Always a good beer, uh, a good Marzen uh, type of beer. If you like Oktoberfest beers, this is definitely one that you can readily find uh, in many stores right now. So uh, last Saturday, uh, we had Allison Thompson on a couple of weeks ago uh, promoting uh, the big uh, uh, the big brew beer festival uh, up in Morristown at the Armory. Th- First of all, Allison and Rick, uh, her husband, cannot thank you enough for the tickets, for the opportunity to go and sample a lot of beers. This is a really great event. Uh, th- w- we went to the night version, not the day version. The day version, I think they had a DJ. The night version had a band uh, and um, did it. Th- Allison just does an amazing job with her events. This is the second event that she has held that I have gone to, and it did not disappoint. A lot of national beers, a uh, lot of German beers for Oktoberfest, which was great, but also uh, a lot of local uh, breweries. A lot of New Jersey beers were there, well represented, uh, some that I had never tried before from some J- New Jersey breweries. Uh, and, and again, national breweries as well, but got an opportunity to try uh, Breakfast Out from Founders for this year, uh, 1050 from uh, Oscar Blues. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, beers that were there that I got a chance to try. Some very good ciders as well. And I brought my wife with me. Um, she's never been to one of these beer events. And uh, we ended up going uh, together. And let me tell you something. She had a blast. She was very surprised. Now, we only stayed for two hours. Here was the problem with the armory. And this is not Allison's fault. This had to do more with weather than anything else. It was very hot and humid last weekend. And the armory really doesn't have any air conditioning in it. So you combine heat and humidity outside with a lot of people in one room in a confined space. And I, I shouldn't say, and I'm using the term confined space loosely because it is a big room, but when you have six, seven hundred, eight hundred 700, 800 people in a room at one time, uh, it's going to get hot. So it was very hot. Uh, my wife, you know, was drinking a little too quickly. You know, tried to tell her to pace herself a little bit because you can, you know, you can get yourself uh, pretty messed up if you don't pace yourself. And she ended up getting a little too tipsy and wanted to leave because of the heat and everything else. So we ended up leaving early, and then we went to an Oktoberfest. But I'll get into more of that uh, in just a minute. But let's kick it off. Had a uh, Pineapple Express, uh, bullized by Bolero Snort. The boys over there, uh, Scott and Bob, doing a great job. Excellent pineapple flavors in this IPA. I could drink a lot of these. It did not feel as heavy as I thought it would be, uh, but delicious. Really good. Definitely have to check it out. If you're into pineapple and you like pineapple in your IPAs, that's one for sure that you have to uh, you have to check out. The first beer, though, that I had uh, when we walked in, because I had to have this one first, from Firestone Walker, brand new, their Mocha Merlin. Delicious, creamy. It was so good and creamy that I had to go back and have a second taster. Coffee, oats, chocolate, amazing. My wife loved it. My wife's a stout drinker. She likes She likes her stouts. Let me tell you something. I cannot wait until I see this in the store in cans because I would definitely pick up a six-pack. Uh, Firestone Walker is doing a thing at Cowan's Public uh, in two weeks. You definitely have to actually, well, no, it would be in one week. I believe it's the 25th that they're doing that. Although, no, that would be two weeks, right? Yes, two weeks. So two weeks. Uh, it's a Wednesday. It's October 25th. It's at Cowan's Public. You've heard me talk about Cowan's Public on this program. They're, uh, they're advertisers on the show. A great little speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey. You definitely have to check them out. Uh, but the Firestone Walker event that they're going to have, we'll have Mocha Merlin on tap. We'll have a lot of other rare beers that uh, that 
they've been stashing for a while and they want to get out there and have you drink it. It's going to be a great event. But Mocha Merlin, Garrett, tremendous job. Uh, loved it a lot. This is a keeper. And once again, Firestone Walker does not make bad beer. I'm sorry. There, I, I don't think there's a, a, a bad beer in the bunch from Firestone Walker. So very impressed with them. Then last week on the program, we had Ethan Fixel, and we were talking about his uh, interview on the uh, beer necessities with uh, Dave Mustaine, the lead singer from Megadeth. Got a chance to try uh, a Tout Le Monde from Unibrow. Nice tasting, uh, tasting Sasson. Lots of spice notes in this. Easy drinking. But if you're not into really spicy beer, and I don't mean spicy by heat, I mean spice by, you know, spite, spicy in terms of spices, you might not like this one, but I really enjoyed it. Again, very easy drinking Sasson. Uh, then got a chance to chat with Brad Foreman from uh, Great Lakes Brewing. Had the Nosferatu, very tasty red ale, almost IPA-ish with the bitterness. So if you like an, if you like IPAs and you like red ales, you're going to enjoy this one because it, it really the bite on it was really solid, uh, and I really enjoyed this one a lot. So great stuff from Great Lakes, and nice to chat with Brad for a couple of minutes as well. Had a wet ticket Imperial Oatmeal Stout. Always a good beer. Wet Ticket is making some great brews, and with the cold weather coming, this is great for a fire pit night. Uh, got a chance to uh, chat with Al, the, one of the other co-owners uh, of Wet Ticket. He was there pouring beers. Great job. These guys are in Rawway, New Jersey. I can't, t- I can't talk about them enough. Very easy to get to if you're coming from the city. New Jersey Transit, I think it's five stops or six stops. You get off in Rawway. You walk a block to the brewery. There's food. There's beer. Well, there's food not in Wet Ticket, but uh, around the area that you can pick up food and bring it in or order out. Uh, they have a great selection of beers. It's a real quick tour. It's literally you know, less than a minute and a half of the tour, and then you can drink some beers, take some home with you, go hit a, a restaurant afterwards if you want to have some beer. Wet Ticket doing a great job. Nice work, guys. As we continue on on our Suds and Duds segment here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Founders, how do you go wrong with their breakfast out? Chocolate, coffee, oats, the hint of cinnamon when you smell it before you drink it just really makes it perfect. And as I said, it, it, on, on uh, Untapped, you can follow me there at Catulo. It always shines right through uh, the cinnamon flavor there with the breakfast stout. Excellent. Well done, guys. And then I had a Jamon from Rivertown Brewing. These guys are based out of Pennsylvania. I really don't know what to say about this one. It was not a good beer. It did not taste like a session to me. Very flat. I did not enjoy it at all. Uh, I'm sorry. That one is one of my duds for the week. Sorry, guys. Got to try again. Uh, Flying Fish, Jersey Juice. Had a chance to chat with Chris McMahon, uh, one of their reps. Wow, this is a great IPA. A local Jersey beer, great IPA. Very juicy, not super bitter. Easy. I shouldn't say easy drinking, but a really good, well-put-together IPA. Definitely one I could drink again and again. Great job from the folks at Flying Fish. Then we switched it up with some cider, my wife and I. Uh, had a Mackenzie's Hard Cider, their seasonal reserve, a delicious cider, nice taste of apples. It was crisp, uh, really, really good. I really enjoyed that one. I don't know if I got a little bit of a bourbon flavor in it, possibly. Uh, then I had from Virtue Cider, this one was one of my favorites of the night, uh, the Mitten, outstanding cider, great for a cold night by the fireplace. It had just a very, very faint hit of hint of bourbon in it, but you could taste it, but it wasn't overpowering. Like, you really got the apples and the, the, the tartness of the apple, but that little bit of bourbon in there, they had apparently aged it in bourbon barrels, but it was very, very slight. Like, I, I've said this before. When I taste a beer with bourbon in it, I want to taste the bourbon, but I want to taste the beer as well. I don't want the bourbon to overpower the flavor of the beer. It's kind of like this with the cider. Got that little kiss of bourbon. You, you knew it was there, 
but it didn't overpower your palate, and you really got the sourness, uh, not so much the sourness, but the tartness of the apple in it mixed with the bourbon. Really good. Virtue Cider, you get a chance. Definitely pick that up. Hoboken Brewing, got a chance to meet with the guys from Hoboken Brewing. Great job out of them. The Bodie Blonde, I said I wanted to try this. I had had their IPA already. Boy, I'll tell you, easy drinking brew, nice hint of coconut, not overpowering again, just enough to not be overwhelming. Delicious. These guys are knocking it out of the park. Their stand, I'm telling you, I mean, there were people lined up there to drink beer after beer after beer. Great job out of them. Folks, there's a lot of stuff that I missed at this event. Wanted to check out some other local product. Didn't get a chance to, but uh, really good stuff. Vine and Steffer, one of the, their fest beer, their Oktoberfest, excellent festival beer, full-bodied, low bitterness, very easy drinking, good stuff uh, from Vine and Steffer. And then I had a final, to, to wrap it up, second act beer. Have not heard of these guys, never had a chance. One of the guys who was pouring actually listens to the program. Uh, great job. I, I, honestly, I forgot his name. I'm sorry. It was so many beers that I was drinking there. House Kolsch. Man, I'll tell you, really good. Another great, easy-drinking Kolsch. Really tasty. Something that I could drink over and over and over again. Uh, Allison, Rick, you guys did a fantastic job with this event. I cannot thank you enough for the tickets. Awesome. I will definitely be back at this one. It was a blast over at the Morristown Armory. I think they do their next one in, uh, in February and March. Definitely have to check that out. It's kind of the winter version of it. And then I was at this Oktoberfest in Westfield. Real quick to wrap it up here on the Suds and Duds segment on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. They had this great Oktoberfest in Westfield. My friend Claudia uh, invited me to the event. Last minute, we were driving back home. We got the invite, ran over. Boy, I'll tell you, it's the 20th anniversary of this event. Apparently, a doctor on the block the uh, uh, holds this kind of block party, uh, but you pay, it's a pay-one price. You go in. They have German beers. Uh, Tito's Vodka apparently sponsored the, the vodka, donated the vodka to the event, all helping childhood cancer. It was an amazing event. All these neighbors out there, people that I really didn't know, ran into some neighbors. But we had a great time, great music, just a, a wonderful flow. It was a beautiful night out when we got outside. There was a little bit of a breeze. What an awesome event. Claudia, can't thank you enough for the, uh, the bracelets and uh, for having my wife and I come. It was fantastic. We had such a great time. But, folks, we're out of time. My thanks to Darren Yellen, Jerry Crowley, Phil Boyce, the guys from Glenmere Brewing up in uh, Florida, New York, and, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back next week with you all Saturday night, 8 p.m. I'll be back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m. This has been the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Cowan's Public was born in 2015, but really, its historic roots, they stretch back into the 1930s. This Art Deco speakeasy in Nutley, New Jersey, has its roots dating to just after the repeal of Prohibition. Now, the main room, it's beautiful when you walk in, features a curved Art Deco bar with custom stained glass, a roaring fireplace, plenty of places to sit, just the right setting to enjoy a seasonal cocktail, perhaps an Ella Fizz or an Alley Cat. If you're looking for an escape from the main bar, the Nouveau Lounge is right up your alley with upholstered walls, restored tin ceiling, and Deco chandeliers. It's great for families, small groups, and even private party rentals. Cowan's Public has 16 rotational craft beers on draft, with beer selection suited for all tastes, from craft beer enthusiasts like me to newcomers alike. Cowan's uses local purveyors focusing on the freshest ingredients. Try the buffalo chicken poutine, oh my goodness, or the new Cowan's Burger, an 8-ounce coffee-rubbed burger topped with Vermont white cheddar, fried egg, and shoestring onion rings. I'm getting that the next time I go in for sure. Visit CowanSPublic.com. The 1930s never looked so good. Cowan's Public, your local escape. And when in Clifton, visit the newly constructed Barrow House Bar and Restaurant. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.